If I wanted to truly make this into a weather podcast, what would I call this? I feel like I like I like the way that like beat the heat with Deepa Shreeder sounds. You know, it sounds like I'm trying to help you evade the heat uh, with the title, which is deeply misleading because I'm 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 about loving the heat safely hydrate, have shade, have shelter. But I'm about immersing yourself where where SPFs. <laughs> oh, sunscreen. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, wear your SPFs. Beat the heat with Deepa Shreether. Tip number one, wear your SPFs. And that's it for this week's episode of Beat the Heat with Deepa Shreether. Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I'm your host, Deepa Shreeder. Uh This is, I guess, technically this is the second podcast of the day uh, since the weather podcast. It was, it was about fifteen seconds long. Um, that's all done. So we're just we're just rolling through. Uh, we're doing a wine review podcast here on this on this weekly version available on Spotify or the Substack. Um, and it's a little bit of a sequel. It is a little bit of a sequel, but it really also kind of is its own story. Like all good sequels, this is, this is definitely like Godfather 2. This one is more about the family, which is true. But it still, it still has the same themes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're doing part two of, uh, La Papier, uh, our, our Loire Valley darling, red wine darling, uh, same label, different wine. Um, we're going to do, we're going to do a little review today on the blend between Co, which is parentheses Malbec, the Co grape. Um, so like, why don't we just call it Malbec? Hey, people who understand wine, people who are wine, like legitimate experts, explain this to me. Is it, is a different variation on Malbec or is it kind of like a rhombus square thing? Like Co, C-O-T is like, you know, all rhombuses are squares, but not all squares are rhombuses. I have also used the rhombus square analogy <laughs> on so many different podcasts. I'll find you a new shapes one. I'll find it. I'll find it. Give me a second. Um, and then Merlot, as we know, we, we all understand the grape of Merlot. We're familiar with a Merlot. Uh, is is Merlot the grape that in sideways he was like, ugh, I'll never have? And then like it like it like literally affected sales of Merlot. Or was it Pinot Noir? It was one of them. Um So anyways, this is the 2020. Uh so we're we're still dealing with the quote-unquote natural natural wine. I say quote-unquote natural wine because I had a really amazing conversation with the winemaker this past week. 
who schooled me on what a natural wine could be, what it couldn't be. It was very philosophical, but like definitely there was, there was an idea presented. The natural, the natural wine movement is a very cool movement, very for it. But he also made the argument that all wines technically are natural wines. But I feel like I I can understand. I can understand where that person is coming from because as a chef, you kind of you, you you kind of live in the ambiguous when you know too much. Do you know what I'm saying? When you have too much knowledge, when you know too much about ingredients and things, it's then hard to categorize them because it just starts to like it, it certain categories I think are are there to help people like me who maybe I'm not a wine expert, right? So it helps me understand and differentiate wine methods. But because these are usually, uh, these are like generalized terms, then, then like to somebody who, you know, has been making wine for decades and been studying it, these categories maybe just like are kind of arbitrary to that person because they have their own like actual categories. Did I just like describe what expertise is in this world? You're welcome. This is why you come for this kind of content. If you are an alien and you are just trying to get human concepts, this is the podcast for you. If you like a 15-second weather podcast and then just basically uh, terms that everyone knows but suddenly is broken down to you, like perhaps you're an alien who's invaded somebody's body and you just need to like understand the nuance of the human species, this is the podcast for you. It's called Sick Palette. Subscribe. Um, we were talking about a French wine, I believe. Yes. Uh, so this is the 2020 and what I, I'm going to start doing now every week is, uh, going to my parents' house with, and the whole family is there and forcing my father to drink wines, uh, that he, he, he's not like, he's not necessarily all up on this natural wine movement. So... (laughs) Um, it's, it, he, he knows what he likes. You know what I mean? He's like, this is what I like. Um, in this house, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And so this is like kind of a fun experiment to see what everybody thinks. Um, so basically, uh, the people weighing in on this wine review are my sister. Uh, my mom, she doesn't drink, but you know, she, she smelled and then she kind of she kind of deducted me, my father. And I took notes. And I think I'm going to maybe start recording it so I I have a better idea of it. But let's let's just get through it, you know. Um so everyone everyone enjoyed the Pepier like what what we're dealing with here, this this very uh low ABV red blend. Um, my mom said it smells beautiful, which I have no idea what it means. And so we, we asked her to, 
Do tell us what that means. <laughs> um, it was very, it was very adorable. Um, but you know, she got a little more specific and explained that, you know, she's getting, she's getting some jammy elements. Um, my sister said it smelled like cherry jam. My father got citrus from it. Um, and, uh, there was a consensus that it tastes like what a jamun looks like. I think this is what my sister said. And so tastes like what a jamun, a jamun is, um, it's, it's like a plum. It's like a small, it, it would be like a very large grape to a small plum. And it's got, it's got like kind of like a tanninish skin. Um, so, so you could feel that little pop. And I think that pop comes from the fact that, um, this is, this is made, uh, using wild fermentation. Um, and with the skins on, so you so you get I I feel like whenever you have a wine that uh, goes through some uh, carbonic maceration, you get like a little bit of a staccato, a little pop, a little fizz in in between your sip. You know what I'm saying? Like it it sort of like adds some sort of like structure to the wine. And I feel like that's what everybody was hitting on. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I lost all of my notes. I looked outside and a very red cardinal flew by the window. And um, I'll tell you what, it grabbed me. And I thought about that while I was talking to you. It's unfair, but I'm letting you know where I'm at. Um, there was no unpleasant aftertaste. It really is one of those wines where... Um, you're getting, you're getting sour cherry notes. You are getting that natural wine pop. Um, I liked it. I really did. I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I, it, it had that Loire Valley like smoothness. It was very delicious to drink. Like if someone poured me a glass of it, I would not say no to it. But I, I, I feel like last week's um, red wine, which but done by the same company, that that really sparked their their Cab Frank. That really sparked my imagination. Um, this Merlot just sort of felt. I, I mean, it, it's a co-Malbec Mal and Merlot. It just sort of felt like, I'll take it. I like it. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to like remember it forever. You know what I mean? It's not like my beloved uh, Bandaloo where I think about that particular Ganga Wolves. I talk about Ganga Wolves to anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's not like one of those. And we got a wine coming up that I really just feel a lot of strong stuff about. Uh, but I wouldn't, um, <laughs> I wouldn't kick this wine out of bed. I don't know what that means. 
<laughs> but I feel like that's the right term for what this is. Um, we did have a green papaya salad with it, and it was perfect with that wine. Um, we we totally agreed that you know this is like a wine that you know a fresh cheese. Um, somebody somebody said this wine would go really well with um a tofu dish that we had at Oseo. Shout out Oseo, where essentially they marinate just like a giant beautiful block of tofu in a little bit of chili oil, but it's really like soy and some herbs and it's perfect. You want you want with this particular wine bottle things that are really kind of sort of citrusy uh, mixed with pungency. So it works really well with tamarind and passes that tamarind test. Um, I would not have this wine with any kind of dessert. It, it does, it does well with, with the like suggestion that there might be a little bit of sweetness and a savory, but I, I feel like if you try to have this co-merlot with, with something that is decidedly sweet, it would be a little bit of a clash. Good wine. Have it with a green papaya salad. Have it with some ceviche. I'm I'm into this. Um, have it with some tamarind roasted vegetables. Have it with like a block of marinated tofu. That that's all good. It's it's a fresh, uh, cold red wine, perfect for your red wine drinkers in the summertime. I wouldn't kick it out of the Yeti. We're not kicking this wine out anywhere. <laughs> Just so you know. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think also that was really the feeling. Everyone was like, all right, great, great, great wine. It was fine. Um so so I think what it what it's telling me on on my own kind of sort of like natural wine family gathering that we're gonna be having from week to week, that we're gonna have to go like a little bit stronger, a little bit weirder on the wines. It, it, this was like a good, I feel like, introduction. And now now I want to like get into it. Um, and, and we are. We're going to really get into it. Uh, but yeah, that is Le Papier. The red blend that is Co-Merlot 2020. Get it and don't kick it out of anywhere. Um, all right, let's talk about what's coming up on TikTok. Guys, we're about to be in newsletter land. Okay, so we just finished um, the first Supper Club of uh, the summer this past Wednesday. It was a doozy. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much because we're literally going to do a whole podcast on it. On the Supper Club report, which... If you're a paid subscriber, you get full access to everything. It's a it's a good time to be a paid subscriber, for real. Um, and we're going to have a really, really amazing recipe. I'm really excited about it because it really does feel... Um, it feels French and South Indian equal parts. Um, and there's just so many like little moving parts to it. So look out for that. Uh, we've got a jaggery and a palm sugar, 
um, newsletter coming out. And then we also get, we are, we're also going to have a wild fermentation newsletter. One of like first of many, um, interviews are coming on the podcast. They are coming. Events, events are coming. Sick palette events. Yes, yes, yes. Along with some secret sick palette projects, which I am going to be so excited when it, when it's not a secret. Um, but that, but that's what's coming up, and uh, I will be talking to you guys soon. Either, uh, let's say, let's be optimistic and say Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Supper Club report drops, which will you'll have a podcast then, and then you'll immediately have a follow up, um, Sick Palette Weekly podcast. So, I'll be talking to y'all. Okay. Oh. And also, if you are in Austin, Texas, you can still get, uh, I think, general tickets at the Soul Food Truck Fest. I am going to be a judge there. Um, it's it's all going down tomorrow, Saturday, June 18th, from 11.30 to 7 p.m. Uh, should be a really good time. Go to uh, soulfoodtruckfest.com for your tickets. All right. Now I am out. I'm out of here. I've already done two podcasts in a row within a span of how many minutes? Wow. Within a span of 17 minutes. That's efficiencies. Efficiency. (laughs) I was going to say efficiency. And then another red cardinal flew by my window. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like the bright pop of red. And I was like, okay, all right. And I'm like a little, a little cat, I guess. I gotta go. I'm out of here. Bye.